JoeBucksFan.com draft guru Sean Sullivan is here for the Best in Class podcast, his weekly sprint around the NFL looking at rookies and young players and how they're impacting their teams, plus a healthy look at the Buccaneers' last game. Sean is also the GM at Bill Curry Ford, BillCurryFord.com, Tampa's first family of Ford. Buckle up, here's Sean. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Best in Class, coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios. This is Sean Sullivan with Grace. Say hi, Grace. Hi, guys. Brought to you by Joe Bucks fan, who was amazing for letting me do this podcast. So I'm very excited. I just got a text from Steve. Steve's like, hey, hey, where's your podcast? I'm, do- I'm doing it. I'm-, I'm on it. So great stuff going on at Bill Curry Ford right now. Obviously, it's December. Christmas at Bill Curry is unlike any place else. We do amazing things for our employees. We pass out hams to every family. We give a toy to every child of every employee. The Curry family is extremely generous. So please visit BillCurryFord.com. See all of our amazing specials. Please support this family business that absolutely supports Tampa. And we have 41 active charities for uh, Curry Cares. Email uh, Grace at gthomas at, at uh, billcurry.com. She can get involved with anything that you guys have going on for Christmas. You can order a car right now and receive a $500 gift card from Amazon. That'll help pay for some Christmas presents. No deposit necessary. That's with my concierge, Nikki. She's fantastic. You can see this if you go to the website. You can click on the concierge ordering service. I want to thank Ira's son personally for coming down from Ohio um, to buy a truck from us. That was very kind of him. Thank you very much for that. We just have some really good people, and I'm very proud of everybody. And it's it's like the part of the year where you kind of look at the year past. You know, 22 is almost gone, and we're kind of paying attention to what's going on and thanking everybody. And if you guys drive by Bill Curry Ford right now, you will see this large, gigantic parking garage slash service building slash parts building um, being built. You can't miss it. You can probably see it from space, Grace. I'm not sure. (laughs) You can follow us at bestinclass at billcurry.com. Please continue to send me emails. I really like to respond to them. I like to get back to them. And I was also appreciative of the feedback that I got from Joe Bucks fan um, readers on my podcast. I especially um, like some of the, the non-curse words, like moron, idiot. I love that stuff. Listen, I do a podcast. I have an opinion. I'm very opinionated. I put myself out there to be criticized. So please don't hesitate. I get a lot of praise, don't I, Grace? You do. Criticize me if you want. I'm not going to stop being passionate, and I'm not going to be a homer to the team when they do something wrong. I'm going to support people when they do something great, and I'm going to be a general manager, a real general manager, and criticize people when they do something wrong. But I appreciate all the feedback because you know what that means, Grace? They're listening to my podcast. Good or bad, they're listening, which is fantastic. I know my ratings are shooting up, right? I think, am I at an all-time high right now? Yeah, and you got whiskey this week. And I got whiskey. Yeah. I had a Joe Bucks fan listener brought me whiskey from Canada this week. That's fantastic. You know, Jesse, yeah. thank you so much, Jesse, for the whiskey. Thank you for listening to Best in Class. I love it. Thank you, guys. So let's jump into some football, right? We're going to do 30 minutes fast. We're going to shoot through the rookies. We're going to talk about some, some stuff uh, that I think is very interesting. But I'm going to start with this miracle that happened on Monday Night Football against the Saints. I know the, the, I know Grace is a big Saints fan, and she had my, my sweet tickets. I gave them to her so she could go and enjoy the game. Did you have a good time, Grace? All right, Sean. Did you have a good time? <laughs> yeah, you got Brady at the end. Don't worry. Our head coach tried to give it away to you. We tried really, really hard. But the weird thing is you have an equally bad head coach as well in Dennis Allen. So between the two, between Todd Bowles and Dennis Allen, we might never have a winner. 
because both of them try to lose the game consistently. The difference is we have Tom Brady and you have Andy Dalton. That's the difference in this game. You know, I, was, I went through my fits of anger. I think I texted many times that uh, I believe that it's time for a change at the head coach. And I, I really wanted to, Todd Bowles to work. I really love Todd Bowles as a man. I think he's a strong Christian man in this, in this community. You can't overlook that fact. And the fact that he's a leader of men, the fact that, um, the fact that he supports Jesuit High School, which is an amazing high school, these are all amazing things about the man Todd Bowles. I want to make it very clear that I, my opinion on him not being the head football coach is nothing personal. This is 48 years of watching Buccaneers football, really, and understanding that the game might have passed Todd Bowles by as a head coach, not as a defensive coordinator, but as a head coach, the ball control, no turnover, has gotten us to a 500 record with a healthy Tom Brady and weapons. And my only point is, after the game, I, I, I was listening, and I'm going to paraphrase here because I know Joe Bucks fan listeners love when I do that. I'm not going to actually quote because sometimes my meaning with you guys is so that I, I can get my point across is to what I think that Todd Bowles is trying to say. Todd Bowles is discussing the fact that he did everything correctly in this game. After his interview, I came away with thinking, okay, he didn't go, okay, we scored two touchdowns in three minutes with Tom Brady to go. We ran a, a, a high-tempo offense. We had guys running wide open instead of, instead of having them covered um, you know, up with these new routes that we're running. Instead of acknowledging that, the feeling, and I'm going to say, I'm not going to say he quoted. I'm, I'm going to give you a feeling. The feeling I have as a Bucks fan is he believes that he made all the right decisions in this game to put us in a position to win. We had a 7% chance of winning this game, uh, according to next-gen stats at the end of this game. 7% chance when we were down 13-3. to So one of those things, it's, it's, just, it's just fascinating. Then we, then we give up more points. But the fascinating thing to me is, is for someone that can manage a football game and to think that they did all the decisions in this game correctly, that the players you know, didn't block well or we didn't tackle well on special teams and we had a good week of practice – Listen, you're 6 and 6. You've played one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. And then when we do play teams, a lot of times we're not even playing with their starting quarterback. So, we could not I was looking at where we should be and where we are at 6 and 6. There's no way we shouldn't have 10 wins right now. We should have four more wins with the talent that we have that Jason Light has assembled. He assembled a perennial playoff Super Bowl team contending team. We should have 10 wins. Right now we have six wins, right? I believe the Lions have five wins. I have a serious problem with the fact that Todd Bowles has interfered with the offense. He can sit there and say that he hasn't, but all of like it's our heavy personnel that I'm watching that runs out onto the field for this run game. The fact that Mike Evans came out, and I have this from another wide receiver, which I will not use his name on the podcast, that's a Bill Curry Ford um, customer and a very good friend of mine, our routes, our route trees were changed, okay? We're not running the same route trees that we ran under Bruce Arians' offense. We're running more routes to help a running game, right? Which I, I still can't figure out. We're not built to run the ball. We're not built. Jason Light didn't put this team together with Tom Brady and four amazing wide receivers, three Hall of Famers, right? And an offensive line that can pass block, that, but they can't run block, to run the ball, I don't understand why Todd Bowles can't figure this out. 
Todd Bowles is trying to take his scheme and how he wants to run the team. He's wanting these guys to change how they play football and get into how he wants to manage the football game. Okay? I have a serious problem with this. Todd, you have a Super Bowl contending team, right? Play within the scope of, of what you have. Your, your defense has played well. You have great defensive depth. I, I truly believe that you're a genius uh, at, at, at the defensive game. There is no question. Game management, clock management. And by the way, I appreciate you calling a timeout to help the New Orleans Saints on offense because that was a, that was a strange timeout to me. If I was sitting here having a beer with you, you'd have to explain to me why we gave the Saints more time to change their play so they can score more points. I, I'm dumbfounded by that one. But if, if for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, go back and watch the uh, condensed version of the Buck saints game on NFL Plus and watch every snap. And then I want you to watch how the clock was managed in the third and fourth quarter. And you tell me that this seems logical. Okay? The clock management is poor. The special teams are poor. I'm not going to sit here and jump on a rookie that's playing defensive back in the NFL when he wasn't drafted to play. He was drafted to play special teams and to be molded uh, you know, into a player, which is, which is frustrating. But listen, I have no complaints on defense. Everything I'm talking about is the way that Byron Leftwich is running this offense and the way that Tom Brady is, is trying to be quiet in this situation and, and being a mature man that he is. He has not become outspoken against his coach, but it's coming. If we can't win these games, I mean, listen, guys, Saints are a terrible team. Grace, the Saints are absolutely a terrible team. They're terrible. And, and they almost beat us. We, we, we had a miracle from Tom Brady and Rashard White at the very end of this game to win. And that was in, despite uh, uh, another holding call by Donovan Smith. In spite of all of that, we still won. I could sit here and rah, rah and say, great, great, great. I would feel like I'm cheating Bucks fans by sitting here and, and saying that everything is okay with this team. And then when I read Joe Bucks fan columns, I see a lot of Bucks fans are like, let's just get to the ball. Let's just get to the playoffs and, and whatever happens in the playoffs. You know what's going to happen in the playoffs, guys? We're going to play a very good team, not the Steelers, not the Panthers. By the way, we've lost all those teams and a terrible Browns team that, by the way, could almost didn't beat the Houston Texans. Without a special teams play, that is a terrible game. If you haven't watched the Houston Texans-Cleveland's game, yeah, don't. It was terrible. But my point is, the Browns aren't a good team either. We have lost to bad teams. What makes you think that all of a sudden we're going to go into the playoffs and go, you know what, we're going to play completely different. We're going to come out. We're going to score points. We're going to run the ball. We're going to throw the ball. We're going to do everything right. We're going to actually tackle somebody uh, without having two or three gang tackles. We're going to do all these things different. No, that's not how it works. You have to be playing well going into the playoffs. You have to have momentum going into the playoffs Anybody in the NFL will tell you that this is how it works. You're not going to back yourself into the playoffs because we have the 49ers this week. If we beat the 49ers, even with Brock Purdy at, at QB, I, I would be very impressed. I, I would be like, okay, we're moving in the right direction, right? I just, it's, it's just a very, we're on a short week and we're going into San Francisco and, and that's a very, very, very good team. So I guess summing up what I'd like to talk about the Bucks is, we won this game 17-16. It just didn't feel like a win to me. It, it almost felt like a loss. Because, like again, the New Orleans Saints were putting people out there that are practice squad players. And if you guys think for one second that Mark Ingram ran out of bounds one yard short and Garrett Wilson dropped his first ball, you know, of the season, guys, the Saints weren't trying to win this game. Let's, let's all be serious. 
maybe Andy Dalton was trying to win the game. The rest of this team was calling it in. And, and we still, you know, we still didn't blow this team out, which it's just a shame. Dennis Allen calling that play when it was um, third and one, and instead of going to Camara, trying to do a, a pass to a guy that he hasn't thrown to all, all, all game long for a one-yard pass. If you guys think that that call was just stupid, you need to watch more football. That was calculated. I, I'm sorry. There's just too many things in this game that make me think that the Saints are tanking uh, for a QB. And, and I just saw it again in this game. And when you rewatch the game, I think it becomes more obvious, which makes this win even worse to me, that we can't beat a team. Literally, Tepper for Carolina got rid of his number one player and fired his head coach and then got an Amazon truck driver to play quarterback, and they beat us 21-3. to So I get upset at these things, guys. This is why I'm a passionate Bucks fan. All right? Let's talk about the rookies in the game. Obviously, Rashard White is one of my favorite players before the draft started. I think he's really coming into his own. Um, the fumble play was tough. He, you know, a Hall of Fame player made a play on him, which was very, which was a very good play. But if Bucks, if you guys don't pay attention into this game, there wasn't one Buck in the TV uh, when we fumbled the ball. There were six Saints. Um, I'm not even going to question where were all of our Buccaneers and were they just standing and watching. Uh, Rashard White play football. I don't know. But I, I see just a total lack of effort by the team. And I don't know if that's a, a Todd Bowles' influence, but it sure looks like that they've taken on the demeanor of their head coach. They just have zero fire at all. It's just, it's very, very strange. Rashard White played a terrific game. I, I feel very good about where he is. If we look at some of his stats, um, he had nine carries for 30 yards, basically, uh, which is not that impressive. But he only had nine carries. Receiving, he had six catches, 41 yards, and the winning TD. Obviously, he was at seven yards a carry, which was much better than um, – or seven yards receiving, which is much better than last week. One of the other stats I want to point out on Tom Brady is we threw the ball 54 times, and Tom Brady just barely broke five yards uh, average, pretty much where he's been all season. We went from Tom Brady, who would throw for 9.2 yards average – Last year, in the last three years, almost 10 yards to throw to a five-yard average. It's just, it's just very strange. And for you to sit there at a podium and say we haven't changed the offense, it's just a straight lie. We have changed the offense. The reasons could be debated, but the fact that it's a different offense can't be debated. Kate Otten, uh, who was our fourth-round draft pick out of Washington, six catches, uh, 28 yards, five yards a catch, and a touchdown in the back of the end zone. He ran an amazing route. I'm really proud of K. Dotton and what he's been able to do. Coe Keith, another tight end that we drafted. Um, he's really a fullback, but we're using it as a tight end. Had a 12-yard catch, had two targets. Blocked his tail off. He's just not big and strong enough to do it right now. Maybe in another offseason he will, but right now he gets thrown around a lot. But you can't, you can't stop the guy's um, will. You can't measure the will because he's just that good. Logan Hall uh, did not have a tackle in this game. You know, Joe Tryon, you know, had a very poor game as well. You know, so when you look at those things, you're like, okay, uh, we need to do a little bit better as, as far as that's concerned. But our two tight ends and our running back played well. Gadicki didn't play in the game. So uh, I'm not going to talk about any Saints rookies. You know, obviously Chris Alave was there. Alave had a drop, so which was his first drop of the season against us, which was very strange. But Alave is a good player. But you know what? The, the Saints suck, Grace. I hope they move to London. All right, uh, moving on to uh, the Bills and Pats. Uh, the Bills won this game 24-10. to 10. Uh, It's a very interesting game. The Patriots were in this game in the, in the first quarter, second quarter, and then the Bills started pulling away. If you look at um, the Pats uh, draft picks, number one, 
overall was Cole Strange, 29th pick out of Chattanooga. Um, he, you know, he's played at guard all season and has fit right in, has been no problems for the Patriots. Uh, Marcus Jones, their number, their third round pick out of Houston. This was a guy that I talked about coming to the Bucks because not only was he a corner, he was a return man and the best return man in college football last year. And guess what he does uh, for the Patriots? He's an amazing return man. So it's really interesting is that Bill Belichick decided to play him on offense, and um, w- which I thought was incredible. And he, you know, he caught several balls and for 48 yards and a touchdown. I mean, is uh, Marcus Jones? Might be somebody that is that could be a, a dual player. Does that remind you of Troy Brown? For for those of you who followed the Pats in the early two thousands, Troy Brown was a defensive back that, that became a wide receiver. Marcus Jones has speed and he has an amazing return man. And Bill Belichick recognized that, and that's why Bill Belichick is one of the greatest ever to do it. Uh, their second round pick, Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor, had two catches, thirty one yards, sixteen yards a catch. Um, he's he's getting more acclimated in the offense with Mac Jones, so. We'll see what he does. And Jack Jones, uh, their cornerback out of Arizona State, what a find in the fourth round. He had two tackles for loss, four tackles, four solo tackles. He's He has been amazing in, in Belichick's uh, defense. Again, Jack Jones is a great player. Uh, James Cook is really the only player I want to talk about for the uh, Buffalo Bills, second-round pick uh, out of Georgia, James Cook. 14 carries, 64 yards, 4.6 yards a carry. You can see that he's getting more comfortable with these gigantic running lanes that that's opening up because of Josh Allen. So that's really interesting. Uh, Steelers-Falcons. Uh, Steelers won this game 19-16. to Steelers have now won three in a row. Uh, they are now 5-7 and seven on their way to at least eight wins, which would put that would stop a losing season uh, for Tomlin, which was really interesting. Kenny Pickett, their number one draft pick, you know, out of Pittsburgh. Uh, 16 of 28, 200 yards, seven yards a throw. Again, seven yards a throw uh, and, and a touchdown also ran for 42 yards he's managing the game he hasn't shown me any um and there's no wow throws with Kenny Pickett he's just steady and his teammates seem to love him but he's been more of a game manager as a rookie than anything else but three wins is a nice start for Kenny Pickett if you if you look at George Pickens which is his favorite target out of Georgia you know he had a quiet game in this game uh he would like more throws but George Pickens is going to be a star, and Kenny is going to be Kenny Pickett's top target. I look for them to rebound strongly um, this week. Craig Ironhead Hayward's son, Connor Hay- um, Hayward, the fullback that was drafted out of Michigan State by Pittsburgh. For those of you who are in the um, NFC Central with me, with the Bucks, Craig Ironhead Hayward played for the Saints. He was amazing. He, he ran over the Bucks every single time he played him twice a year. Uh, so it's really interesting to see Connor Hayward. Uh, he caught a touchdown pass in this game, 17 yards. He's more... They're playing him at H back, really. Um, so he is getting some tight end work and some and some back, and, and he's also getting some work at running back and fullback. But uh, it was really nice to see him do that, and I, I really liked his father a lot. Atlanta Falcons number one pick Drake London out of USC, six catches, ninety five yards, sixteen yards a catch. Drake London has proved why that he's just an absolute stud of a wide receiver. He has been terrific all year. You know, for being hurt in training camp and being hurt in the preseason. He has put in a hell of a rookie year. So congratulations to Jake uh, uh, London. Uh, Packers and the Bears. Um, the Packers won 28-19. to Unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers didn't get hurt in this game. You know, we can always hope for next game. Nothing serious. Maybe a broken tibia. Something like that. So as far as the uh, second-round draft pick, Kristen Watson, who was a wide receiver at North, uh, North Dakota State, um, who had a really rough start to his career. The last three games has been the best rookie wide receiver in football. Had three catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Also 
had a 36-yard rushing TD. So he is really getting acclimated to the pro game. It looks like he's going to be a star for the Packers. They're another first-round draft pick, pick number 22 from the Packers, Quay Walker. The inside linebacker out of Georgia had seven tackles, three solo tackles. That guy's had a hell of a season. For a guy that I felt was overrated, he has fit right into Green Bay, and he is he is absolutely killing it. So congratulations to Quay Walker. I still would rather have Lloyd, but but um, but my goodness, Walker is putting in a, a name for himself. Jaguars and Lions. My favorite game of the week. Uh, the Lions won forty to fourteen. The Lions are now five and seven. Uh, they are now favored over the nine and, and two uh, Minnesota Vikings this week. If you can believe that. Uh, Chad Muma, which was their second-round pick out of Colorado at linebacker, 11, uh, had 11 tackles in this game. I'm talking about Jacksonville. Uh, 11 tackles, uh, uh, seven solo tackles, two tackles for loss, and one-and-a-half sacks. Uh, Chad Muma, we talked about him uh, as a possible buck, is a tall, rangy, fast linebacker. So congratulations. And they drafted another linebacker at 27 overall, Devin Lloyd out of Utah, which is a tackling machine. He had eight more tackles. That he leads uh, everybody in tackles. That guy's just a tackling machine. So congratulations to that. Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick, who I said, who's Trayvon Walker, Grace? Do you know who he is yet? No. You don't know who he is yet, <laughs> right, do you? So he's the number one overall pick out of Georgia, and he had five tackles in this game. I'm going to paraphrase myself, um, but I believe that that might be the total that he has all year combined. So he has five tackles against the Lions. And I believe he has five tackles for the season. So now he has 10 total tackles. Congratulations, Jacksonville, on your number overall pick. But what a great pick you guys did. So, you know, maybe potentially in three or four years he can be somebody. Hmm. That's what you definitely want in an overall pick. So congratulations to Trayvon Walker for actually showing up on the stat sheet. Congratulations. Let's get into the Detroit Lions. Kirby Joseph out of Syracuse. What a great pick, right? Eight tackles, seven solo tackles. He's been probably the best rookie safety in all of football. He might be one of the top safeties right now in, in, in football, period. Congratulations to Kirby Joseph. Malcolm Rodriguez, the Lions' six-round pick out of Oklahoma. Rodrigo, again, solid game. Three tackles, one solo tackle, three quarterback hurries, which is fantastic. Aiden Hutchinson, three tackles, one solo tackle, and a sack and, and a tackle for loss. Congratulations to Aiden Hutchinson. He's still doing his job, so uh, that's pretty amazing. Now the 10-2 Vikings uh, won against the Jets 27-22. I watched this game. It was a great game. Mike White, quarterback um, at USF, uh, threw an interception late in the game, which, which the Jets had a chance to win. He played his heart out. The only rookie I want to talk about in this game is Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State, the first-round draft pick. Eight catches, 162 yards. He's Mike White's favorite target. Uh, Mike White did throw for 369 yards, um, almost nine yards a throw, which is pretty impressive. Um, but he did throw two picks. The Vikings, again, the reason why I said they're 10-2, and two, the Lions are favored over the Vikings. Wow, it's just amazing. Moving on to the Commanders and the, and the team formerly known as the Redskins and the New York Giants, they tied 20-20. to 20. I, I watched this game, and I'm like, there's no way that the team formerly known as the Redskins misses this field goal at the end of the game. There's just no way. And I'm watching the game, and I'm like, they, okay, they, they don't score. They're on the New York Giants' 20-yard line. They don't score. Then they go into overtime. They march the, the ball all the way down again, and they don't score. So the, the game ends in 2020. Uh, Brian Robinson, Jr., uh, 21 carries, 96 yards. Um, fourth round running back out of Alabama. Took three shots to the chest with, with gunshots. It's, just, it's still an amazing story. I hope they make a movie about that guy. 
again, I'm an instant fan, Brian. How you handled your teammates and how you handled your family over that car invasion. What a story. And sometimes, Grace, you forget these are children. You know, you, you forget they're 20-year-old children. And the way they, sometimes the maturity that they, these, these players have blows me away. Unlike Zach Wilson for the Jets, who apparently nobody likes a uh, spoiled, uh, spoiled little kid like him, a rich kid. And he has had a really rough time in the locker room. And I literally, uh, I have a friend that's a Jets fan uh, named uh, Mike Gonzalez. And he, I, I texted him uh, where a lot of the Jets players are wearing Mike White t-shirts going into the game. Uh, nothing could be more disrespectful if, uh, um, if you don't like a guy than wearing a t-shirt of the guy that took his job. That's, uh, that's pretty bold. That's pretty crazy. Eagles-Titans. Uh, the Eagles won this game easily, 35-10. to 10. John Robinson, um, who, was, uh, who has Tampa ties, was fired as the GM of the Titans after they just gave him an extension, which was really uh, amazing that that happens, but it's the NFL. There's nobody I want to talk to about that. Um, Ravens, Broncos. Uh, the Ravens won 10-9. That's not a baseball score, guys, uh, or a soccer score. That's a football game. The Ravens won 10-9. Of course, Lamar Jackson got hurt. I, I get that. That was really rough. The Broncos are just awful. Their head coach is going to get fired for sure. Greg Dolchich, the tight end out of UCLA, I absolutely love this guy. I think he's Gronk. You know, same size, same build. Likes to catch the ball down the field. Had six catches, 85 yards. That was very impressive uh, on Greg Dolchich, especially when um, Russell Wilson threw for 189 yards for the whole game. And 85 of them went to the tight end. So what a shit show for both of those teams, Grace. I mean, my goodness. But the Ravens are a good team, guys. It's just they need Lamar Jackson back. And I think you'll see that of their struggles. And J.K. And, um, JK Dobbins needs to come back healthy as well. My friends, I get a lot of emails on the Ravens. So for those of you who are going to email me about the Ravens at bestinclass at billcurry.com, I appreciate the emails. I understand that you're Ravens fans. You guys still have a good team. But the, the, the league MVP is not playing for you right now. You're, you guys are going to struggle until he comes back. Browns, Texans. Uh, the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Jackson. Or Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Watson. Well, equally both poor people. So maybe that's my subconscious saying that Deshaun Jackson and, 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 and Watson are the same, same character people because that's probably, I'm probably correct. So the, uh, the Browns won this game 27-14. The game was actually very, very close. It turned on a, on a, um, a special teams touchdown by the Browns on Peoples-Jones out of Michigan. Returned for a touchdown. Kyle Allen uh, for Houston almost threw them back into the game. Uh, as far as rookies are concerned, there's really not much to talk about here. Texans, you know, um, Stingley didn't play in this game, so he was their first-round draft pick. Some of the other players, Petrie had an okay game. Petrie was a safety, their, their second-round draft pick out of Oregon. He had an okay game. There's nobody on the Browns I want to talk about. Uh, moving on to the Sea Chickens and the Rams. The Sea Chickens won 27 to 23 over a decimated 3 and 9 Rams team. I hate the Rams. Not as much as the Sea uh, Chickens or the Saints, but, but you know, it's a solid hate. But I, I'm really glad to see them um, failing and doing terrible. It, it really does. So the Seahawks, um, top, you know, second round draft pick um, uh, got injured at the running back out of Michigan State. Hopefully not out for the year, but he has a very severe injury. So it looks like that the Seahawks, the Sea Chickens are going to struggle. Uh, Geno uh, Smith had a, another solid game on his comeback trail. 28 of 39, 367 yards and three TDs. 
Very solid game by Geno Smith. He leads the league in completion percentage at over 70%. For those Florida State fans, Cam Akers actually played in this game. 17 carries, 60 yards, and two TDs for the Rams. So, But again, 27-23, what a boring game. Dolphins 49ers, right? The 49ers win this game 33-17. Tua had a tough game. McCaffrey didn't even have a very special game. Tyreek Hill had 146 yards for the Dolphins, who are 8-4. 49ers are 8-4. The really amazing thing is Brock Purdy, who came in at quarterback when Garoppolo got hurt. He is Mr. Irrelevant, which is which is super crazy when you think about the last player in the draft comes in and let me let's, and he's out of Iowa State, right? He was picked 262, and and this game he threw for 276 yards, two TDs, and the really interesting thing is he was over six yards uh, average. Right, so even even on the short ball control, Kyle Shanahan, he was still over six yards a throw, which is really, to me, very, very, very interesting. And you know, last year's uh, first round draft pick, Brandon Ayuk, um, had five catches, forty six yards. You know, when you're going through both of these teams, um, and I'm going through Miami's team, which is really, really interesting. They just had an off game, and it, it just it seemed to me like the 49ers defense is just much better than people think. And it really slowed down Miami's, um, you know, track stars. So I'm really interested to see how the 49ers are going to play against the Bucks with that defense. Chiefs, Bengals, Bengals 27-24. Uh, this is a really amazing game for uh, Jamar Chase was back in this game. He was their first-round draft pick uh, last year at LSU, seven receptions, 97 yards. He is the man. Uh, Jamar Chase is an amazing player. Not really much to, sp- to speak about in the Chiefs. Uh, you know, we can talk about several of their players, but I- I'm looking at my notes. And, you know, one of the players, I know this isn't a rookie, and it's just really interesting to me, this player, was Sam Jop uh, Perrine. He had 106 yards in this game. Now, this is a guy, you know, that was a fourth-round draft pick out of Oklahoma, and he was drafted by uh, the Washington Redskins, and he-, he really didn't make it into camp, and he's been bounced around, bounced around, bounced around. The reason why I brought this guy up is, again, five yards to carry, 106 yards. He, you know, he caught six balls for 49 yards. I mean, he was a star in this game. And, you know, one of the interesting things about him is after his last college game in Oklahoma, he went on the sideline, took his helmet off, and proposed to his girlfriend. For those of you who want to look that up on YouTube, it's a very interesting story. He seems like a very interesting man. And so congratulations on Pering. On Pering. I hope I'm saying his name right. I've heard it. I've heard it. P. Ryan. I've heard it, P. Reen. I'm going to call him P. Ryan. I like P. Ryan better. Uh, Chargers, Raiders. The Raiders have now won three in a row, 27 to 20 over the Chargers. My boy, Justin Herbert, out of Oregon, 28-47, and a TD. It wasn't his fault. But Josh Jacobs, my goodness, the running back out of Alabama two years ago, 26 carries, 144 yards. This guy's on fire. He's a free agent, guys. This guy looks like Barry Sanders out there. If you guys haven't seen Josh Jacobs the last three weeks, go to NFL+. Plus. Put this game on, even last week's game. Watch this guy. He had 300 scrimmage yards last week. Watch the way he's running the ball. It's amazing. And the Raiders don't have a good offensive line. They just don't, and this guy's still doing it. Uh, You know, Devontae Adams, who I'm sure knuckleheaded Green Bay misses, uh, eight receptions, 177 yards, which is pretty amazing. As far as rookies go for both teams, there's really nobody that stood out in this game that I want to talk about. Colts, Cowboys. Cowboys 54, Colts 19. The game was actually close at, uh, at halftime. Cowboys are 9-9-3. You know, Tony Pollard continues to show that he's a, a superstar. Mika Parsons, who's the best defensive player in football, 
again, had an amazing game. Um, Alex Pierce, the wide receiver out of Cincinnati, of the Colts, had four receptions, 86 yards, and a TD. So Alex Pierce, you know, he didn't play very well when they made the, the switch to Sam Ellinger. But now that Matt Ryan's back in the game, he, he you know, he's catching balls. But he was one of the – he was a fourth-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. I'm sorry, third-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. And he was one of my favorite players because of his of – his, I thought he was a lower draft. And I didn't say he was a first-round draft pick. He was one of my favorite players just because of his size and speed. I, th- I thought it was, a, it was a really great combination. As you can see, it's working for the Colts who are now 4-8 and eight, and that Jeff Saturday – thing is going pretty south. So I hope that you guys had a great drive home. It's a, I hope that you guys feel like this is the best 30 minutes you can listen to to break down NFL football for the week. I look forward to breaking down the San Francisco game this week. Go Bucks. As much as, you know, as much as I keep it real with these guys, I love them, you know, I, and I and I want them to do well. I'm not rooting against them. This is my team. All I want them to do is be as passionate as I am. I want them to play football right? As, as I am a fan. I want it to be equal. I want to come out of there at this 49er game knowing that they gave everything they have, which would be really, really, really awesome. All right. Uh, visit us at BillCurryFord.com. Follow us at BillCurryTampa, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can email Grace at GThomas at BillCurry.com. Hope you have a, a great night. I'll see you next time.